We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Happy Sunday night, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. That's W-Y-N-N Bet. Uh, I am Scott Jensen. Joined as always on Sunday nights by uh, the wonderful Jeff Erickson. We, uh, if you could please rate over the podcast, we would greatly appreciate that too. Helps people, uh, helps a lot. Helps people find the podcast. Is also a very good thing too. Uh, we are live on uh, Facebook Live and Periscope. Did I say that right, Jeff? I sure sounds sounds right. good to me. Yeah. All right. How are how are you tonight? We're uh, we got uh, I think we got seven weeks left in the season. How is everything going there? Uh, going well. Uh, one of the main the three twenty five main event uh, team uh, surged a little bit, although we just lost you, Darvish. So yay! And uh, there was one big prize available. We did not get them, but at least none of our contender other fellow contenders did either. So uh, there is that. But the, uh, the prize was Chris Sale, I assume. Yes, yes. I don't need to yeah. tease at this point, right? Because yeah, no one else is still bidding against me on that. I he guess was, I don't have to be uh, oblique with that. I saw he was 81% known. Was he never um, drafted in your league? Or was he drafted and dropped Correct. and back and forth? Okay. No, uh, because in fact, it's funny because she was loading up our, our queue. Like our, our, he does that on Saturday, like a first pass, loads yeah. up uh, the, the bidding queue. He goes, that's funny. He wasn't there yesterday. So, yeah, it's because he made his debut yesterday and all that. <laughs> that's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, how much did he go for in your main event? I'm just we'll just jump right there before we talk about the next week. Went 117. I only had 112, so I feel pretty good that at least I could not have screwed that bid up. You know, maybe I screwed many other bids up to be in that place in the first place, but right. I'm mollified a little bit that I didn't screw this one up, and that of the people that were bidding, you know, that I'm my closest co- competitors. Uh, this is the guilds league where he's running away in he, first he, place. He likes you call it that, by the way. Yeah, I know he does. He tweeted <laughs> at us there. That was great. Uh, but he didn't get them. Jeff Zimmerman and uh, uh, his partner didn't get them. And I'm uh, Tanner Bell didn't get them. Um, Franey's also in that. It's like, I think it's a triumvirate there, a three headed monster. Um, they didn't get them. And neither the, the other teams that I'm battling for, you know, that second through fifth spot there, it was, it was down the roster a little bit. So not that they're not contending, but immediate closest competitors didn't get them. So right. at least I had that. 
Yeah, he was available in one of my onlines, the one I did like the day before the season, and he mm-hmm. he went for two oh three. I had about a buck uh, buck fifty one or something like that left, so I went uh, I went kind of in the eighties range. Kind of figure if I got him, I'd leave myself with fifty to sixty bucks, but uh, never had a chance at him at two oh three. I kind of looked at the other teams and figured, you know, of all the teams that are that are that are low, I, I want to beat them all. But the teams that are way above me, like there was nothing I could do, so I kind of put it in a spot where I could beat everybody else. But if someone wanted to really up me, there was nothing I could do, and I kind of I kind of found fell in that spot in, in that seventy. 8 to 80 range right in there. Yeah, I could have won them in one of my onlines, but it would have I would have been left with like 10 bucks. Yeah. Uh, then again, that team's in the middle of the pack. Maybe I should have just gone, you know, yeah. swung for the fences. I don't know. It's a tough call. Went yeah, for 132. It probably depends if you know really if you need if you really need K's and, and wins and ratios, and that's what you're behind, and that makes sense. If you you know are weak in offense and good in pitching, it doesn't make as much sense. So it's kind of really team dependent. But he was a uh, it's a pretty big prize for this late in the year. And it wasn't it wasn't very many leagues, but there were a number of spots where you just didn't get drafted because people figured it was gonna be, you know, August 15th, and it was just it was too hard to hold them all year. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, that, that's the beauty and the beast about the NFF NFBC that there is no IL, IL spots that you just have to yeah. eat that roster spot. And we all know other injuries occur um, and, you know, streaming opportunities occur and you got to find some place to stash a guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I saw a lot of leagues where he got, he got dropped and, you know, start of May and then got picked up kind of started July when it was there you know, rumblings that he was starting to ramp it up again, but he sure looked good in the first start. I mean, eight strikeouts and in five innings. I mean, he looked, uh, I don't know how deep they're going to go with him, but he looked, uh, he looked like Chris sale. Yeah. And the thing is you should be unloading the wallet for this guy, because let's face it, who else is going to make them big of a difference there? Even if the highest remaining prospect in baseball gets called up, probably not as high likelihood of an impact the sale makes. So yeah, yeah, there's risk, but there's risk with everybody else too. So let's, let's talk about that one for a second. If I had told you at the start of the year that Alberto Mondesi pretty much wouldn't play all year, I really think we would have thought that Bobby Wood Jr. would have gotten a number of at bats. And the fact that you know, I thought if everybody stayed healthy, he was probably in a spot. We talked about in preseason. I was like, I just don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. But if you told me that Mondesi wouldn't play all year, I sure as hell would have thought he'd be up by now. And I, I agreed. And I was the I was one of the guys saying, well, the Royals are trying. Look, they've yeah. done you know. You know, they did this, they did that. They, they called up Kyle Isbell. Hey, they're trying. And then they sent him down, and we have never seen him again, but that's okay. Uh, you know, they sent down Ed- Edward Olivares for the 37th time. Uh, it's a, so it's, it's a, we were talking about that a little bit before we start. We went live. Like, at some point, you don't treat a guy like that unless you just don't really either don't care or like don't like him, right? Like, you just, it seems odd that you just keep picking him as the guy that goes, and he hit, he hit a couple home runs when he's up this time. It just seems, it seems really weird and kind of cruel that they just keep doing the same thing. It's been four or five times now. Remember uh, Brandon Belt when he first got the call in the big leagues? He got jerked around a lot by Bruce Bochy. And uh, I, I, Joe Sheehan wrote a thing in his newsletter as a f- fanciful piece, uh, just trying to describe a scenario that would explain how Belt wasn't getting played, why he's why he's getting jerked around and all that. And, it, it, you know, I, I won't – you know, for those of you who might remember, but basically – Implied like he might like the only way this makes any sense of Belt was having an affair with Bochy's wife right, or something exactly, like that. Right? And, 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 it's like something personal, obviously. You know, yeah. Joe's, Joe's being you know facetious and extreme with that, but like it just seems weird that you treat a guy like that. Like at some point, if you're like we're gonna send him out in three days, let's call somebody else up for those three days and just leave him there. Like the jerking, jerking him in back and forth just seems really weird to me. It does. It does. There, there's got to be something going on where it, like he's just a jerk. Or, you know, or, you know, I don't know. Maybe there isn't. It's not always. No, it isn't. You know, but yeah. it just seems, it, it, it's almost like a joke now. People are like, he gets called up and like, oh, well, you know, schedule your tweet for three days when he gets sent back down. Then it, it happens like every time. It's just, 
it's very strange. And it's tough. If right. he, he, he's a guy that is interesting fantasy wise. So we talk about him, you know, a little bit of power, a little bit of speed. And every time we pick him up, you know, by the time Friday moves come around, he's back down in the minors. So it's, uh, it's very strange. Right. It is. It is. I, I can't, finally gave up and cut him though. Yeah. I, yeah, I think you have to. I mean, it's just, you can't, you know, you can't have a guy go to the minors and not know when he's coming back up at this point in the year. We've got seven weeks left. A lot of people were asking me. I heard questions about Kershaw, uh, DeGrom, Shane Bieber. Uh, there's just some guys, you know, do you, uh, you, I think we talked earlier, you you cut Kershaw in a league, right? I cut Kershaw and yogurt. Um, it was, I cut Kershaw and Olivera. So it was a, it was a bittersweet week for the yogurt league. But I mean, anyways, <laughs> Kershaw, I got, I got that a second late. Um, <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Um, thank you. The thing with Kershaw is there's like rumblings that he might come back and Robert, Dave Roberts had a quote like, oh, he'd be a stud, like two, three inning guy out of the, coming out of the bullpen. I'm like, well, that may be true for the Dodgers. And then maybe and right, they, they right, right, right. it seemed like he might just not be able to ramp up um, enough innings in time to get going there. But it seems mm-hmm. like uh, that's going to happen. I mean, his fantasy value just falls off the table. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, they put him on a 60-day DL. I mean, the IL, excuse me. And the jig is up. I mean, yeah. he could have Tommy John for all we know. You know, the thing is, he, he, he hasn't, not that he has had it, but, you know, the fact is that could be still on the table at some point in time. Right. Forearm often leads to elbow, which leads to, you know, connected to a lot of other things. And, you know, I, we've seen this before. Remember when we were speculating this was dodgeritis? How fun was that? Yeah. Right, I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be ten days." Just giving him a break, and it's uh, that was uh, that was two months ago. So yeah, I think I agree. I think he's a drop. What do you do with someone like Bieber? Bieber uh, like threw off a mound for the first time last week. We're probably looking at you got to think like maybe two or three more of those, and then two or three rehab starts. Like you're looking at you know four more weeks. Do you do you hold someone like Bieber, or you're hoping for four starts down the stretch? You drop him. I think I probably would have dropped him. I didn't have a chance to do so. The only place I have him is in a DC. So uh, you know. I, I, I just he's been he's been doing write it well up for you there. Yeah. Yes, he has among the 17 other suitcases there on that team. And I guess, I mean, Cleveland is under 500. They're 10 back. Um, you know, they're in second place, but uh, they're no nowhere near, I, I guess, you know, outskirts, outskirts of the wild card, but I think far enough back that they got no chance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the way they they've behaved all season. I mean, yeah. that's the other indicator. They're just not going to put the pedal to the metal. Yeah. I mean, you got, you have Oakland and Boston who are both, uh, you know, 17, both 18 games over 500. I mean, that's, and then you got teams in between. You got Seattle, you got the Yankees. I just, Cleveland's done. Yeah. I think so, unfortunately. Yeah. That division, uh, that's the one division I think that is totally fried, right? I guess the NL Central's kind of got some separation now with the Reds eight back and the Brewers. Both Centrals are pretty bad. Both, both East and both West are, are really fun. You know, the funny thing, though, is the Reds, I mean, that their their juicy schedule is just kicking in. They got through this hell week, okay, three and four, while the Brewers were playing the Cubs and then the Pirates. You know, it, they, they lost touch with the, the Brewers, but they're only two and a half behind the Padres. Uh, yeah, you know, they're, de- they're definitely the wild card mix. They got nine games against the Pirates still. They got like two series against the Cubs. They got two series against the Marlins. I think they have a series against the Nats. Uh, the, the, plenty of good times still to be had. They can not step on their own toes. Yeah, eight games back with forty games left to play is tough, though. Yeah, I don't expect the Brewers yeah. to catch the Brewers because the Brewers have 40, have 40 some of that dynamic too. I mean, yeah. let's face it. Uh, you're right. I mean, very. You mentioned two and a half games by the wildcard. I mean, they're they're right there. They're the they're the third team right now, so they just have to catch the Padres or the Dodgers. I, I think the Dodgers are probably not going to be a case, but you know, San Diego, yeah. do you mention Darvish going on the IL? Um, you know, they're struggling. They, they're talking about signing Jake Arrieta. And if you're doing that, uh, you know, that you're, you know, you're really in trouble because well, there's no trades to be had left anymore. Yeah. That's yeah. why them losing out on Scherzer was so huge. Yeah. 
And I but, mean, I just uh, and Paddock's on the Paddock's on the IL, and Musgrove got lit up this weekend. I just they're they're once like, oh my god, they have too many arms to fit in. How do we draft these guys? Is looking a lot different right now than it did four months ago. Yeah, but at least they have the best young right fielder in the game. Dude, the dude is unbelievable. That's ridiculous. Like he's Did like, see- uh, I'm hurt. I'm gonna go ahead and hit two bombs. And like, it's just it, it, Tatis is just on his uh, his his MVP odds went from plus 100 to minus 220 during the game today. That was like, it was like, oh, he's playing. He's on the field. All right, well, he he's the huge favorite all over again. Did you see the dumbest incendiary tweet of the day uh, uh, by no. Barry Bloom? No, I'm sure uh, it was terrible though. Don't just don't tell it, me what it was. Said he's still. Oh, I can't even. Um. He this guy's had an axe to grind against uh, Tatis for a long time, like because he got Just it wrong for like bat flip stuff or like- no, no, like even as a minor leaguer. So he, he's a national writer, but he's carried, you know, he's covered the Padres for a long time. I have okay, I have to get it to you. It, it's yeah, you can't you can't leave it out there now. Yeah, it, it's 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 ridiculously stupid. Um, okay, it, he and he was clearly just trolling. Um, and but as a national writer, like trolling, like that's he writes for Forbes now. Such a bad uh, look. Yeah, but it, it, it's it's really really bad. Uh, and he's carrying some serious water for the uh, ownership and all that, and previous ownership groups and all that. Uh, he complains about how he's he, he basically called him said he's stealing money. Um, how <laughs> stealing money? How? Yeah. Well, he complains about he's missed so much playing time, uh, and you know, well, Tony Gwynn never missed playing time and all that. But uh, <laughs> I, I got to get this for you here. It, I mean, to his credit, he's engaging every single person that's pushing back on him. So does but, he? Is he? Is he claiming that he's not actually hurt and he's just? No, that's the thing. I can't or... quite figure out. I uh, mean, it's. I gotta find this. It's just, uh, you know, because someone was trolling him, saying you're still calling him a bust uh, and all that. And he goes, "Let me right. know when he's playing 160." Oh yeah, let me know when he plays close to a 162 game season. He's stealing big money. Oh my god. The yeah. kid, like if he plays, stays healthy the rest of the way, he's winning the MVP. I mean, that's not what is he thirty three and twenty two or something? It's thirty five and twenty two home run. It's, 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 the dude's unbelievable. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, the fact is, he played for the league minimum or close to the last two years. They tons of people paid for season ticket packages on the basis of him being on the team. How and is he stealing money? There, there's like half the stands have a Tatis jersey on. Like, give yeah. me a break. Yeah, um, and meanwhile. I fell for his trap. I fell for it just right there. And more just than by anything, giving it like, oxygen. How many guys would have just said, all right, I'm done and packed it up and gone and had surgery and been done for the year and not tried to come back and play? Like he's he's gritting through this. He's knowing he might hurt himself more. He knows it might come out of his socket at any point and he's going to get out there because they're in the playoff race and he's trying to do it for the team and the fans and his teammates. I mean, that seems that's 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 a crazy take. Yeah, it is. And okay, there's a lot no, of guys, I, there's a lot of guys yeah. who would have shut shut it down by now. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, fantasy wise, let's look ahead at uh, at next week. Um, we've got uh, a bunch of AL teams with seven games: the Orioles, White Sox, Astros, Twins, Angels, Rays, and A's. Uh, Dodgers, Marlins, Mets, and Reds play seven over in the NL. Uh, the Yankees play eight, obviously six games and a doubleheader. I think they have one game against the Angels tomorrow. It must be a makeup, and they have two against the Red Sox on Tuesday. Yeah. A doubleheader there. Uh, Garrett Cole's back tomorrow, and then Jordan Montgomery's back on Tuesday, and Gary Sanchez back on Tuesday. So they're finally starting to get uh, COVID healthy again. Um, Rockies all home this week. That's always always a big thing. They have the uh, the Padres and the Diamondbacks. Uh, Nationals and Blue Jays with only five games. They're tough schedules, and then the Blue Jays actually uh, their their front half of the week is in a nationally park too. So there's gonna be you're probably someone's gonna sit. You know, either Guriel or Grichik or or it won't be Tioscar, but someone's gonna sit one of those two games and have a one game stretch the first four days of the week. 
Brutal, brutal. It's almost like an yes. Eagles song. It's so bad. You don't like the Eagles, huh? I don't like that song, actually. The uh, uh you know what one I think you know that though someone's gonna cry. No, that that one. Yeah. Whatever. Why don't you, I don't why need you, it. Why don't you sing it for us? No. no. <laughs> um, we other... have like eight live viewers right now. I don't want to lose them. Sorry. <laughs> um, some good schedules though this week. The Astros get uh the Royals and the Mariners. It's a nice seven-game schedule. The Reds, I like their schedule this week. They have three against the Cubs, four against the Marlins. Uh, obviously, uh Elysia Hernandez came back today and looked pretty good. Now Cantor's good, but you know, you're there's still uh you know, a lot of good hitting to do there. And uh, if the Reds are going to have a week, uh, you know, three three Cubs, four uh, Marlins, a pretty good week to have some have some offense. Yeah, I mean, the schedule, I mean, the rest of the way is pretty good. Uh, they have a, a road series against the Brewers, and they've actually been better in Milwaukee than they've been in uh, Cincy against them. But that's next week. So that's uh, three direct games that they get a chance to kind of try trumped, to cut in a little you bit. You trumped one of my quotes. I saw you tweeted just a few minutes ago about Jonathan India. Crazy amount of runs scored last, last, last like two months. I think he's leading the National League. Is that what you said? Yeah, fifth, since moving to the leadoff spot on June 5th, 54 runs. Damn, that'll play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the rookies for the Reds, Tyler Stevenson and Jonathan India, really contribute a lot. Play your kids and and, hey, and let send, them work out their send, slumps. Sends out the AAA? They did. They activated him from the 60-day IL, and they said, well, and the problem is, like, none of their guys that they want to be able to make room for have options remaining. Uh, they're carrying nine relievers, which is Welcome to baseball in 2021. It is what it is. Yeah. It's stupid. And, you know, they, they really, I mean, I think, I think Doolittle's pitched like twice this month, you know, but they got to get, you got to have that depth. Right. Um, you know, things like, I don't know, you know, every, the Mets tonight had four guys on their bench, so they couldn't possibly pinch hit for Carlos Carrasco down six in the set, and then, second inning, and had then, him bunt and then took him out and took him out. Yeah. Just so Brandon Drury could pitch the ninth inning, you know, Did they have two position players pitch tonight. I don't know. I, I I kind of tuned out at the end, but I, kinda, uh, I thought they did at some point. But I don't just know. so it's so bad. And there was two guys on at yeah, the time. Drew, too. Drury, Drury, and Pilar. Pilar came in for Drury and get the last out. That's it's just yeah. it's so cynical. I, you, when you're when you have 14 pitchers, a position player should never ever pitch. I I, I understand you know pitchers max effort and all that, but that's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, that was an ugly inning. Drury got uh, Drury got smoked, and then uh, Pilar came in and relieved him. Matt Beatty hit a home run off off Drury, but uh, yeah. So the Reds and Astros have a good schedule. Uh, AL and L Parks. I mentioned the uh, the Blue Jays heading to Washington. We also have uh, Kansas City heading to the Cubs Friday through Sunday. So if you're a I don't know Hunter Dozier, Ryan O'Hearn, someone in there, uh, maybe you may lose a couple of, of at bats, but not a nobody. I'm really too concerned about there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's an interesting week. Uh, how, how are you feeling about your teams? We got I think we have seven weeks left. If I did the math right, um, it's gonna be a, a stressful seven weeks for you coming down the stretch. You mentioned they are your main event, did a couple of moves there, but uh, how are you feeling overall? Eh, okay. Yeah. Um, hasn't I'm been very, the greatest year. Yeah, I'm very middling too. I got up to like 98 points in my main event a couple of days ago. Fell back down to 92, and like I was kind of at the part where I'm looking at the cash spots. Then you fall back a little bit. It's just. Uh, I just every time I get close, I get like my my seventh, eighth, and ninth pitchers that just get smoked, and I just uh, every time I get close, I, I take a few steps forward. There's I get I get a blow up, and it, it takes a step back. So it's been uh, it's been tough. It was tough. Jake McGee the week this week. He had luckily had a save today, kind of barely yeah. maybe kept that job, but he looked really bad the two outings. But he had been really good before that, so I think he had, the leash had been extended. But you know Tyler Rogers been good in the eighth inning, but I think they like having both of them, so I think that that helps. But um, Kapler gave him a vote of confidence. It's always a dreaded vote of confidence, but it seems like McGee's still, uh, you know, late inning guy, at least for now. 
Yeah, I um, one main event league. I'm 104, third place. Oh, that's, uh, that's, and is first place like 130, or is for, first place in a? Oh, in a it, that's the guilds league. 20, uh, okay. 124 and a half. He, he, you know, so it's just I'm battling Zimmerman. I'm battling uh, Brian Rudd, a uh, good player, and then who shooters mullet? But uh, there's there's that's it's a, a pretty 104 with seven weeks left. Like if you uh, you probably sign up for that uh, the start. Yeah. That's a that's a good spot to be in. You got a chance to make a move and. I tell you what, I know that I've blown 20-point leads, so I know it's possible. And it's, it's a weird season where we talked about, you know, that we're going to have some pitchers go short. It's going to be hard. You, you feel like you're in third place. You're like, it's going to be hard to catch up. But I know if I felt like I'm in first place right now, I'd be worried about all kinds of weird stuff in September and, and worry about holding that lead. So I think it kind of depends where you are is how you kind of look at how the season is going to break down. 100%. And then, um, the, other, uh, and then the other main, um, like eighth, um, yeah. Casey Chubb, Vlad, and Jason Anthony are uh, the top three. Jason Anthony's winning that league. I had a, yeah, but uh, I just, you know, that's the McGee league, and I just got Flaherty back, which was nice. But yeah, uh, yeah he looked good. Too. Little too late. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, yogurt. I've been over 100 all season, but I, that, that's good for fourth place. I'm 107 and fourth, uh, which is it's tight league, uh, tight at the top. It's really bad at the bottom. Uh, so, but you know, that's the one where I lost Acuna. I just cut Kershaw. I took. Luke Voigt over Vlad at pick 62. And I don't think about that at all. Not a, not a single bit about wow, what might have been. Uh, that's a difference maker right there for sure. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. Ariel Cohen, and, uh, you know, Ian Khan and uh, Young. Um, and I forget his first name. And I'm going to give, give him due credit here. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's a tight at the top between those teams. But uh, let me, and I'm going to give due attribution here if you give me one second because that's only fair. Uh, to do that, but uh, Corbin Scott Young is in first place in, that, in our All league, right. and he's 24th overall. So it's it's I'm 56 overall in yogurt, so uh, I can't complain too bad. That's competitive. I've been yeah buried since I was done in that league on on April 1st. I've been just been buried. I've tried. I've made moves. You lost I've, all top 10, right? Uh, I, at one point, I was nine of the top 10. I don't know if I actually ever lost the 10th guy, but I was. Okay. It was a new, but I mean, I lost I lost both my closers for the year before the season started. I mean, it was like it was that. Is that bad? bad? Yeah. Is that bad? And then yeah. I had I had Eloy. Rosenthal and Kirby Yates. They never, I mean, I mean, Eloy's back now, but I'd long since cut him, but they never played for me. Buxton was in there. Um, I don't Did you not get Eloy back? I did not get Eloy back. Oh, that's tough too. It happened to me at my AL home league. I haven't been, I haven't probably been, you know, when you get to a league like that where you're in 10th, I'm obviously making moves and not have hurt guys in for the better league, but I admit that I'm probably not, uh, I'm not grinding out uh, Fab as much as I am in my, my other leagues for sure. For sure. Um, so let's jump into uh, Fab for this week. But first, a note from our sponsors at Blue Wire. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
you need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We thank Bluewire for those, that sponsorship. Uh, Jeff, let's start with the starters. We talked about Sale. I think we can kind of go past him. Um, a couple other injured guys. Uh, Elizio Hernandez pitched today. He was 37% owned in the online championships coming today. Uh, just hasn't been able to stay on the mound. He obviously has been hurt this year. He was hurt early, came back, hurt himself on the base paths. I think he hurt his quad running, like scoring at home. Came back today, looked pretty good. But 25 innings in 2020, 82 in 2019. One of those guys that if he's there, you know, you want to use him, he's good. But it's just it's, he's, had, he's had a hard time staying on the field. That's absolutely right. Um, didn't get him in a main, did get him in one of my onlines. Uh, one of my onlines, seven pickups, none had an opposing bid. Of course, I spent 31 and 11 on my two guys, but because I'm just that good, uh, you know, as the fab shouter seven, as opposed seven, to the whisperer. Seven pickups total, right? Never not seven pickups for you. you no, know, seven pickups total. Uh, I had two of them. Well, but then again, I think the top two are just kicking our butts. So that's probably yeah. Dalton Don has spent all of his money. Yeah. And he's kicking everybody's butt everywhere. It seems like he's having a yeah. really good year. But yeah, I guess there was, we had some, uh, yeah, I'm looking at mine. We've had like my lowest one was probably like 13 or 14 bids. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're kind of not that far off, but it had five backup bids. We've got, um, but that's, we have one, that, that league, someone's like 30 points ahead. So it's like everybody in seconds kind of battling there. So you need the, when you get the top two separate, I think it's more, uh, more likely to have less action because there's just nothing. There's no cash spots to shoot for. Yeah. Uh, the other guy that's uh, coming back from injury is uh, Hawasker Inoa, uh, 58% owned in the uh, in the 12 teamers, um, returning this week from injury. Might throw twice this week, depending on how uh, Atlanta wants to uh, set the rotation. They sent Kyle Muller down to uh, have Inoa and replace him in the uh, in the rotation. Had been really good when he came up. He was a uh, 3.02 area in 44 innings, uh, 28% K rate, really nice number there, 6% walk rate. Uh, was he available in your leagues? Or how uh, how do you feel about uh, Inoa? I uh, was looking for him, couldn't find him anywhere. Uh, yeah, just, I, did, I did the same thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he fought the wall and the wall won, but then uh, he's back now. So that's right. He was a wall guy. I forgot about that. He was, yeah. uh, I can't think of the, I, I think Drew it was Pom- actually a dugout wall or, or a bench, in, he, maybe. Yeah. Drew Pomerantz was the chair yeah. when he did it. And uh, Jesus Lizardo was the table when he lost a video game. So it's been, uh, it's been quite, uh, it's been quite the year with uh, Inoa and Lizardo doing it the same year. Yeah. Uh, it's inanimate objects always win. 
But Weird. a little, I mean, a chance to be a difference maker, though. I mean, what we saw early on, he was really, really good. And, yep. you know, obviously pitchers for a team that scores a lot of runs, a really good team. Atlanta's playing really well right now. Um, that's a nice piece to add. I think that, I think he and uh, he and Elysia are kind of had in the same spot. Like, those are really nice pieces. Obviously, Sale was another step up from that that could really be a difference maker. But, you know, you know, and Elysia are guys that uh, I think if you're in most leagues, you're probably throwing those guys every week. Yeah. And the, like you said, the Braves are kind of kicking some butt right now. Uh, the, and, you know, the thing is, Credit to them. They lost they did, Acuna. They, did a pretty they good lost job Soroka. Yeah. They, you know, Ozuna. They they got Darno back finally, but he was gone for a long period of time. They didn't stop trying though. They went out and they added outfielders. They they tried to get help where they could. I mean, they can't. They couldn't land Max or anything, but they still added help where they could. And you know, yeah. I got to give them credit for trying, especially for all the crap we've given them for their uh, Liberty Media ownership over the years. They went for it this year, and it's paying off. They saw that this is a, a division worth going after, and I, I think that was the key. Is they realized that they didn't see anybody running away with this division, and you know yeah. now now we look at their game up on the Phillies, and the Mets are two and a half out. The Mets are in third place, and we kind of I think a lot of people just figured that the Mets were kind of cruise the second half as we their division with the way the other teams were playing. Yeah, and the Mets made one big move, Javi Baez, and he's on the IL. I mean that was tough. That's tough. Uh, I, you know, they they tried, but uh, you know they just didn't quite. You know, they just haven't quite got there. And, you know, I, I'm not one of those people that criticizes the Mets for not taking a bigger, you know, a bigger bite of the apple, so to speak. But because right. I think they've made a lot of big moves. And I think they've tried. And the only thing I'll criticize them for is how they handled the Kumar Rocker situation. But yeah, that's so what uh, you probably know this better. What happens to him now? Does he go back in the draft? Can he be a, is he a free agent? He can sign him with somebody. How's, do the Mets hold his rights at all? No, they don't. Uh, he goes back in the draft, um, and he's not going back to school. Though is the so difference? He, was he a senior? Is he a junior? Was he? Could he I go think back he's to a school? junior. He could have, yeah. but I think he's choosing to just prepare. You know, I think you know Boris. He he's a Boris client. Can someone sign him right now, or do they have to wait till next year's draft? No, they have to wait. He has to go okay. back through the draft. Yeah. Um, and the Mets, meanwhile, get a compensation pick. This usually doesn't end well for the player. You know. Yeah. I think of Tyler Aiken as the example. I was thinking of uh, Mark Appel from Stanford who went Ooh. back in. Yeah. Yeah. Another bad one. Although Appel got paid kind of. He did. Yeah. He got, I guess he got signing bonus paid, but yeah. I mean, uh, he just didn't so, have a career. Which so sucks. the Mets, the Mets can't sign him now, but nobody else can either. Correct. Okay. So they passed that, they passed that, whatever that date was, what they had. It, so it screws the player because you know, he's never going to get, you know, the same sort of level yeah. of uh, pick and bonus probably, unless reminds he just of, dominates an uh, in independent poll. Reminds me of Maurice Claret and Mike Williams when they came out and sat the year and both their careers were ruined because of it in the NFL. Yeah. I, and I, Mike Williams is a stud at USC and he, yeah, he, sat, was. That, he sat that year and he's like a different guy. He came back and he was like a half second slower to everything. And just, you could tell that sitting a year out of competition just made a huge difference. And you know, it's just an extra year for football. It's just, yeah. well, baseball too, but yeah, it is. football, it's, brutal just yeah, brutal especially a pitcher i mean you're trying to get that uh you know get to your one free agent contract and now you push that a year and that's that's yeah. tough it's gonna be interesting i guess he just kind of throws on the side and stays in shape but that's uh that's rough it is uh but then what did you do anything with the, the minnesota guys we have two guys that are throwing twice this week uh bailey ober and griffin jacks uh both you know have their have their warts but have both been pretty good lately ober's given up uh three runs or fewer in his last five starts Four of those five, he lasted uh, five or more innings. Uh, Griffin Jacks has some some high ratios, but you know, last four starts, twenty point one innings, uh, only six earned runs, has been pretty good lately. Uh, he's got a low K rate. Uh, Ober has a higher K rate than he does. But were you in any of the either on on any of either of these guys? I think they face uh, I think they face the Yankees and Cleveland. If I'm having if I have the two steps right, yeah, AL only Tout Wars. I got him. So look out below. 
Everybody I've gotten there has kind of gotten blown up, but Griffin Jacks is interesting. And by him, I meant Griffin Jacks, excuse me. Okay. Uh, he struck out 10 White Sox last time. He did. That was a good outing. Yeah. The time before, two times before that, a combined two strikeouts against, granted, Houston's one of those teams that just yeah. doesn't strike out. But the other was St. Louis, and I only got two strikeouts against them in five innings. But in, in both those outings, they only allowed one run. In fact, he's allowed six runs over his last four outings. So yeah, Both those guys yeah. have been like workable, and I was right. It is Cleveland and New York. I actually got something right for once. Yeah. Um, Jax wasn't a big strikeout guy in the minors, but you're right. I mean, both guys are pitching well, and they the Twins get them out after five, which is frustrating for wins sometimes. But I think that it, with these guys, it kind of helps that you're not facing that you know, third time through the order where you really can give up a lot of those runs. It seems like they're giving up one or two runs, getting them out of the game, which, um, you know, in a 15 team or I think, or, or an AL only, like you mentioned earlier, I think that's, a, those, are, those are workable guys, especially when they throw twice, because you're not going to get a ton of strikeouts, but you get two starts, you know, that, that helps that a lot. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, so we'll see. Um, it's, it's rolling the dice and, and Cleveland is playing okay right now. At least they yeah. did today. That's for sure. Uh, Tristan McKenzie. Wow. They, that was, they did. They did not when the A's were in there earlier this week, they looked horrible, but they, uh, yeah. they woke up this weekend. Yeah, you're right. McKenzie, uh, nasty, you know, in the near perfect game, he went 23 outs to start the game and 11 strikeouts. No walks was the thing with McKenzie. Like that's, yeah. that was been his issues walking guys. And, um, when you see him go eight innings and no walks, that's, that's pretty good. He's been really good his last three outings. Yeah. It's cause the A's kicked that garbage time field goal against him on Thursday. It just woke him up. It's like, take them off. And then went into Texas and lost two out of three and played terribly. Too. Oh my gosh. They played the defense was horrible. That Friday night game is the worst game they played all year. And like, it was just so bad. They, they've been such a good defensive team and fundamental. And they were just horribly all over the place. The only, the only good thing of this weekend is that, Matt Chapman looks like he might have actually woken up. He he was swinging yeah. that really well this weekend. Which if you're gonna you're gonna lose two out of three, but give me maybe Chapman, uh, you know, warming up and then being a, a contributor on offense. I mean, obviously he made that unbelievable defensive play that was an impossible right. catch over his shoulder that was unreal. But he does that like every other week. I yeah, feel like he makes some he's ridiculous he's incredible. play. He's, I thought that yeah. was a little more incredible than normal, but yes, he's unbelievable out there. But if you can get him hitting, I think that's that's the key between that team like really being dangerous and just kind of being a, a, a middling playoff team. But if if you get Chapman going to kind of his 2019 levels we hit a lot of home runs hit some big home runs too um, i think that's where they become a little bit dangerous yeah i was bitter because i used cole Irvin on friday night and you know okay he wasn't great but the defense just totally let him down to start off that game just set the tone for that game um and it just and then of course you know you got the the, the dreaded sixth inning third time through the order tack yep. and runs and uh then yeah. the reliever comes in gives up the go-ahead homer is like okay no I didn't get the crappy win. You know, it was like, okay, pitch crappy, but at least he got a win. You know, didn't get that. The A's kept on trying to come back offensively, too, in that one. But they did. They tried to come back today, too. I thought, I actually thought Marte got that ball at the end. The announcers who, we won't even get into it. Inexplicably, the announcers are still not at the stadiums when they're on the road. So they just like Glenn Kuyper, who's the A's, thought Marte hit it about 450 and it was about 350. <laughs> but like, I was watching, but you, you still like, I know what it sounds like and looks like, but you see the announcer get that excited. You still kind of jump up a little bit and, it, I don't even think it made it to the warning track. So it was, uh, it's, it's hard because they're watching on TV as much as we are. So it's just, you don't get the crack in the bat. You don't get the angle of the ball they normally get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there, there are a lot of parks where, or, or a lot of broadcast teams that still don't travel as much. I know the Reds were in the same boat yeah. in Philly. And it was like, cause they did, you know, cause you're using, there's like a secondary feed of crowd noise. It felt like really quiet there this game. So I was like, Oh, because the Reds crew, you know, they, right. you know, they had a sideline reporter there, but the, like the play-by-play crew was in a booth in Cincy. 
Yeah, I think uh, the A's yeah, guys are like in a studio in San Francisco or something somewhere. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's weird. But uh, what about uh, what about in New York? We mentioned that uh, Cole and um, Jaymont are back this week, but uh, Nestor Cortez has been really yep. good for them. Pitched well again today, six innings, seven strikeouts, seven hits, one walk. Uh, overall, he's got a two and a half ERA and 49 to third innings. K rate's good, 26.5%. Walk rate's about 7.5%. Um, he was not good in 2019. His ERA was uh, high fives and 66 innings, but uh, he's not a velocity guy. It's up a little bit. It's up to 90 and a half. He was in the, in the 80s before this, but uh, it's been really solid for them in a, in, a, in a spot that they've really needed. Like they've needed someone to step in, and he's done pretty well with that. The climate in 2019 is so different. Now I'm not talking yeah. weather. It's so much different now. I mean, you had happy Very fun true. ball. You had grips. You had all that sort yeah. of stuff. It's really hard to kind of apply too much there. Yeah, he was our con- he was our consolation prize when we lost out on sale. Oh, I like uh, I, I like that as a, in the main event. I was uh, I think he was only available in one of mine. I, I like that as a consolation prize. Yeah, seven to five, we won him, so that, that, that's not bad. Um, I don't know how much uh, he'll be he'll longevity he'll have. I mean, whether it's he or Gill that sticks in the rotation once uh, Cole and uh, Montgomery come back, it might can be neither just, for that matter. Can we just get Andrew Heaney and move on? That would be interesting and nice and fun and all that. Uh, Domingo Herman's going to come back at some point. Corey Kluber's going to come back at some point. It was pretty uh, yeah. I, had, I had a friend reach out to me on uh, when they were doing the the, the Field of Dreams game. It's like, oh, Heaney's pitching. I'm like, oh, Heaney against a bunch of righties on Chicago. Like, you're going to see a lot of home runs. Someone who was, you know, didn't know the White Sox very well and like just home run after home run. I looked like a genius. And every once in a while, it works out that way. But you just, he can't, he yeah. can't get, he can't good, get good right handed hitters out. It's just, it's rough. It's tough to watch just so many home run balls. It was such a bad spot for him. It yeah. was a really hideous spot. That for ball him. was carrying. I, 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 I kind of think they may have uh, they may have brought some 2019 balls out there to Iowa with them, but those balls were just flying out to right field. That was a great, that was a fun game. Though. Yeah, I was cynical going in. I was like, oh my gosh, you're look all, at the ticket prices always, and all you're that. Always cynical. Yeah, that's me. Um, definitely, I'm a jaded sort of guy there. Uh, but yeah, I, I fell for it. You know, the Costner walking out there, the players walking. I was like, yeah, this is pretty cool. And then then get, long, get, long introductions. I kind of tuned out for a while, but then I watched the game. Incredible top of the ninth, and an incredible bottom of the ninth. Like it just, it just worked out amazingly yeah. well for them. Yeah. It was, and you know, it's cool when Joe Sheehan wrote about this. I'm name checking Joe a lot today, but he wrote how like baseball pumped this game up and showed like you know you could do this all the time, have a national game of the week, a little bit more of that enthusiasm for games. Instead of the relentless crap that we see, there are so many good young players right now. Yeah. That people don't know about. Like, you just look at the. You just take the White Sox only, and you got you know Robert and Jimenez and Tim Anderson and Moncada. I mean, these are fun, good young players that just they, they're all funny. You can see Eloy out there, like looks like a little kid. Like look at he he was excited like to be a tourist at Field of Dreams. It's just fun to watch. Yeah, it, it, that's right. That's right. And this is yeah, like we were talking Tatis earlier. I mean, yeah. just. A, just there's so I love this game. I love the yeah. players in this like, game. Unless you're a Dodgers fan, you have to just love Tatis. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. And if you're a Dodger fan, it's a rivalry like that. That should be that way. It's great. So uh, let's talk about a few more pitchers. But first, a note from our sponsor, WinBet. There's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire. It's making good decisions, and even more so, making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's Fantasy Podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, moneyline bets, boosted parlays, over/unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more, all at your fingertips. Want to break down, break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino, take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states: Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free 
bets up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet is the exclusive partner for all of RotoWire's fantasy podcasts. Jeff, was there anybody else starting wise? Uh, like uh, Justin Steele in, uh, in Chicago pitches twice. He's been pretty good in his limited time. Uh, Eric Lauer pitched okay today, only four innings. Uh, Drew Matt, Drew Rasmussen getting called up for Tampa Bay. Is there anybody else that uh, you were looking at 15 teamers starting pitching wise that, uh, that you were excited about even a little bit? It's, it's, it's hard to find names right now. Excited might be overstating the case there. Yeah. Eric Lauer was on my list of, you know, conditional bids, but you, like you said, four innings against the pirates are like, come on, give me more. But that's the like Brewers. The Brewers are doing that. Like every one starter through is going to get four innings and we're not going to know when. And it's just, it, it's fine if it's Peralta or Woodruff or Burns and you throw them anyway. But like when you pick someone up for a streamer and they go for innings, like that's that's rough. Yeah, I wasn't excited about it, but Jay Happ was on my uh, condi- conditional bids. You know, he's had three pretty decent starts since getting traded to the Cardinals, including a really good one against the Royals today. He gets the Pirates in his next two starts. Oh, uh, yeah, so I I didn't get him, but well, I got him. And which league did I get him in? I did get him in an A league. I thought. No, I didn't. I, I'm hapless. Uh, but, you know, that's right. I am Jeffrey. I am Ponscombe. If you, let's see if you know that reference. But know that. Don't know that one. I, you know, I, did, I got I, I got to give up the intonation there to probably get it right. But uh, that was a night court line. Um, oh, so, God. yeah. I, uh, I, not many You're probably four at the time. When that not many night court references are going to get. I know the show. I know Bull's the big uh, bald guy, but that's about all I know. Yeah. Oh, that, that was a clever show. John, was it John Leguizamo? Is that who his name is? Uh, no, that would John be John Larroquette. By the way, Ted Lasso, the reporter in Ted Lasso, uh, Trent Krim from yep. The Independent, he looks like younger Larroquette a little All bit. Right, I can see that. I, I kind of thought it was him at first, in fact, but then I realized, oh, wait, John Larroquette is like 65 now, probably. I haven't uh, I haven't watched the new season yet. We're still uh, I'm still waiting on that. Is it? Uh, I heard. Are you waiting for it to all come out so you can binge no, it? No, my wife, my wife's going to watch, watch the first season. I was going to wait for her, but we've kind of got stuck there just because I've been working a lot. But I think we're going to wait and then probably uh, maybe like halfway through. I think there's 12 episodes. Maybe we get to six or so and kind of binge half and then watch the yeah. rest. They're four. They're through four. It's it's good. Um, it's good. The first episode of this season was, eh, I thought they were forcing some of the jokes, okay. uh, but th- it's kind of finding it, you know, and thing is, I think they're set, they're doing a lot of setup and then they're going to tie it all together. I think they get two extra more episodes we're, than they did last season. We're so not used to watching like week by week, right? So you're just like, you just have to, that like, sucks, when, man. If something's it's, not like a great episode. And usually next week you just go to the next one. It turns out to be good. You're like, you don't remember that one, but yeah, when you have to wait a week, it's like, yeah, it's, 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 it's not, it's a little I different. So prefer binging now, especially yeah. with anything streaming, but uh, yeah, well, with anything really, I mean, I hate waiting a week. I know I agree too. Uh, the other guy that I kind of looked at, I looked at Justin Steele in Chicago, uh, has been good so far. Uh, 2.95 ERA in 18 innings. Uh, he has a, he had a one three ERA in the minors in 27 innings in, in AAA with the Cubs this year. Um, not really a prospect guy. He's a fifth round pick, but he's 26 years old. I don't know. Two starts this week at Cincy scares the crap out of me, but then he gets home against Casey. Um, I don't know. You're looking for a few at Cincy might actually be better. Matt yeah. Moore took a no hitter against the Reds for through six innings. Uh, did, so I wouldn't think they struggle against lefties, do they? They do. They check it, check out the stats. They get stymied against lefties, and it, it's really weird to say that. But uh, but think about it. Their best yes. hitters are Winker yeah. and Roboto. I mean, Castellanos is. Yeah, I don't think Castellanos that. I got to check on this you know, before I speak out of turn. I don't 
think he. But then Mustakis is lefty also. So yeah, I guess that uh, that makes. Mustakis barely even registers, so that's the problem. I mean, and, yeah. and Suarez has been pretty darn bad. I mean, you got you're, India at the you're top. Only, one. You're only going with pretty darn bad. Yeah. Uh, well, he has homers and RBI still. He but, has twenty. Is he like? But he's hitting like a buck seventy three or something. Yeah, and he's like striking out every two out of every five times, basically. Castellanos is uh, two ninety against uh, lefties, three twenty five against righties. Um, it's uh, so it's yeah. a reverse split, yeah. 516 slug against lefties, 581 slug against right. It's a little bit of a reverse split, 966 OPS against righties. Wow, but I don't think that's always been the case. I think that's just this yeah. year. Anyway, look at a small amount of time, yeah. I just I just see at Cincy, and I usually uh, I usually a little scared of that, uh, no matter what. But um, I don't know, I was looking for ninth pitchers in, in a couple of spots, and he has two starts, so I'm probably going to we're gonna roll him out there. But that's uh, it's I think rest. he gets it's exposed a, a little bit, and he I would. He's only gone five one time. Yeah, that's the other reason why I was uh, nonplussed. And that's that's the issue when I'm looking at streamers and picking up guys. It's hard to find guys that are feeling yeah. they're going five, six, uh, seven innings. And it's uh, you know that's why someone like Eric Lauer was kind of good. And then he went four today. You're like, all right, well that doesn't that doesn't work especially well. But and you look at like Tristan McKenzie. We talked about he went he went eight, six, and seven in his last three outings. I mean that's 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 what you want if you if you're looking for some wins. Yep. Closers were not uh, not big this week. The only real uh, guy that jumped out to anybody, I think, was Joe Barlow in Texas. Uh, Spencer Patton kind of gave that job up pretty quickly. Uh, Barlow pitched after Patton twice this weekend in safe situations against the A's. Converted both of them. Today was a little sketchy. Like I said, Marte almost went deep, but he's been really good so far. Uh, an ERA under one, only 13.2 innings, but uh, 36% K rate. He does walk, guys. 12% walk rate so far. In AAA, uh, he had 21 innings, a 257 ERA. In double in 2019, it was an interesting year. He's really good in single A, really good in double A. Then he went to triple A and he had 21 walks in 17 innings. Yeah. Which is he, absolutely frightening. It is. It is. I, I still bid on him in both leagues, got in both mains. I got him in one, not in the other. Throws 95 and has the job. And I think they want to see what they have here. And then just I mean, with closers, got the guy's got a job converted two in a row. That means he's gonna get the next one, probably. That's all you're gonna want. Yeah, and we joke about all the Rangers wins. Well, they won two out of three against a good team this weekend. Stranger yeah. things have happened. They get Seattle at home uh, and then at Boston. Ooh, <laughs> that could lose the yeah. job and lose it badly this week. I was going to say, maybe, maybe we, have, we have no save ops over the weekend and, and call, it, call it a day. That's uh, And hope they don't have a get work outing. Hopefully he pitches yeah. like on Thursday and, and Wednesday and Thursday, and they're like, okay, well, these are blowouts. Don't bother, and we'll get you back, and then – don't use them for Bogarts, Devers, JD in the in the middle of the lineup. Yeah, please don't give them a get work outing and a like an eight run deficit. <laughs> yeah, the other guy I want to talk about real quick, and he was kind of he's kind of been owned and off and on owned in a lot of leagues is Colin McHugh, and he's been a guy that we talk about how many how many how difficult it is to find starters who are you know not blowing up and you know, get wins and all that, and if you could throw him at someone like McHugh in that one point four one ERA and forty four and two thirds, thirty seven percent walk rate, five and a five percent uh, or five percent walk rate. 37% strikeout rate, obviously, the other way around would be bad. But a, a really crazy good ratio season. Someone that if you just kind of toss him in and, you know, he's had he's had four wins and they, they kind of use him sometimes after a guy who goes shortly, they pull a lot of their pitchers quick. Um, he's pretty valuable for a guy that uh, has no saves. Yeah, I was just going to say. And, I, you know, it, it, it's been huge to get these guys all, all season long to find that there. What if I were to tell you there's a relief pitcher now that has 12 wins? Was that something you'd be interested in? I know Yasmero Petit has eight or nine. I don't know who has 12, though. He has 45 outings, one start. He got his 12th win today. He's got a 286 ERA going into today. But he's 
131 whip, just can't, eh, not great, great strikeout rate. 55 Ks in 56 innings. Brent Suter uh, has 12 I, wins. 12 wins. Wow. Because Milwaukee doesn't go deep. Yep. They're a good team. And if Dude. you throw those middle innings, you get it to Williams and Hayter in the ninth, like they're not giving up those leads either. So if you're in, yeah. you're the pitcher record right there, it works out really nicely. That's 12 wins. Like, it, does that, I think, I think Bassett leads the American League with 12 wins. Yeah. It, As a it's, starter. I think that's right. wow. Yeah, Bassett and Granky. Oh, Granky's got eleven. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Someone could have caught Bassett. I know that when he won his twelfth on whatever that was, he he took the lead. Yep. Ryu has eleven. Uh, yeah. It's, it feels like every time I it feels like every time Ryu pitches, he's bad. I know it's not true. I think I just happened to look at it, but boy, he's been kind of struggling lately too. The league you know, fill in the blank. The league leader in major league wins this year will have X wins. What are we on? August 15th. So, yeah, six, uh, 16. Ah, 15. I'm going to go. I'll take the over on that. I'll All say right. 16. Julio Urias is at 13. He seems like a guy that could get three more wins the rest of the way. Yeah. You're, yeah. 15 and a half is probably a better number, but you probably, someone gets, you're probably, someone probably yeah. gets 16, but it's Bueller's at 12. I mean, yeah. I just, yeah. And the Dodgers are going to have to, as long as they stay within some kind of just the Giants, are going to have to throw those guys late too. So there's not going to be any pulling back on those reins. Yeah, I mean, Bass will probably get two or three more. Yeah, you're probably right. 16 is probably a pretty good number. Yeah, I mean, just think how important it is for the Dodgers to keep trying to catch up to the Giants and how weird that statement is too. But, uh, you know, because you don't want to get stuck in a one-game thing against the Padres. If, if they, me, get, they face know, my Reds. I, I mean, know about playing one-game playoffs. Yes, you do. Not yes, wanna, you do. Just, they're just miserable. They're, I mean, they're fun to watch, but they're if you have a team that you're rooting for, it's just it's painful. Yeah, RAs have run into that too many times against the Rays. Does so. Luis Castillo pitch a one-game playoff for them if it lines up right? Is that who you uh, they end up going with? Uh, how can it not be him? Be um, right. I mean, who, I understand. Who, Unless who it's cold. Unless it's cold out, then maybe. Unless it's yeah, under 92, you got to throw Wade Miley yeah. or something. He hit there. 101 on Saturday against the He Fridays. had a pitch that was 100 on the corner. Have you saw it? Like, kind of was a kind yeah. of fastball. It was a Greg just, Maddox at 100. It was an unbelievable. You saw the pitch. You're like, you just throw yeah. that. Just McCutcheon gets this look. You're just yeah. like, what am I supposed to do with that? Just throw that pitch over and over. We're good. You never get yeah. the hit. But. Just do that. See, yeah. just show, show show every pitcher. Just do that. You're fine. Yeah. Um, who does San Diego throw in a one game playoff? Everybody again. Yeah, probably, probably just like right, last right? year's playoffs. Yeah. Just like today, I think they threw a bullpen game too. But I guess it's healthy Darvish, but because there's no way in hell I'm throwing Snell out there for a one game playoff. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's Darvish, but oof. I mean, Mark Musgrove just got creamed yeah. over the weekend. Just when you thought it was safe to use him again. Yeah. I think you're, I think <laughs> I you're actually, right. I, I used Musgrove and stacked San Diego hitters last night in the, uh, against Arizona and the kid threw the oh, well, against them. Fa- facing guy in the first start. What could go wrong? Yeah. yeah. By the way, no one, no, we haven't mentioned Tyler Gilbert until just now. Yeah. I was going to mention him at all in fab. Did you, did you look at him in fab? I mean, it just felt like. Conditional bid, Emily. It yeah, felt like such had, a sucker play. It did, really did. I just didn't. You just can see throwing him out there and he gets smoked. You feel like such the sucker. But it's yeah. funny you mentioned Musgrove because it feels like he gets smoked all the time. He's there. He's ERA is three one. Yeah. I, I every time I look at that, I'm shocked because it, it seems like every time he's either like get taken out early or he gets smoked. It really doesn't happen. He actually has been really good. It's just you know only eight wins and uh, the strikeouts are still good though. I mean, he's been really good. It just it doesn't feel like. Maybe we expect so much out of him because he was such a big hyped guy this year, but uh, he's been pretty, been pretty darn good. Yeah, he has. I still think they probably throw Darvish in a one-game playoff, though. If he's healthy, yeah. but we don't know that. 
No, we definitely don't. He's definitely not healthy right now, which is tough. Who the Dodgers? Uh, I, I just dodged to go Bueller without a doubt, right? Max. Oh, that's right, huh? Yeah, I always forget he's on the team. I was thinking Urias and or Bueller, but that's Max there. I like that uh, A Rod was calling Bueller the Dodgers' number three pitcher today because his because of his lack of experience. This is why you watch games on mute. I was like, wait, lack of experience. Unless you like to have that righteous indignation from him opening his mouth all the time. Have you watched Walker Bueller pitch in the playoffs? Like, he's been their best pitcher in the playoffs. Like, this is absurd. I get you want to throw him behind Max. Fine. Like, I get that. That's fine. But come on. At least we didn't have like a World Series last year that they played in or anything like that. Or the year before when he was awesome. I mean, he's been great in the playoffs. Like, it's just, the dude's unbelievable. It's. They say it's, so many stupid things. It's yeah, crazy. He's not. He's not thirty six with with years experience. He can't. He can't be experienced, right? Yeah, um, I say stupid things all the time too. So there I you go. I do too. I say stupid things all the time. Also, um, let's talk about some hitter fab. But first, a note from our other sponsor, Thrive. The NFL is back on Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy has over hundred thousand guaranteed for NFL Week One. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on each game. Sign up today and get a free six month worldwide subscription. Here's how you can claim your free RotoWire subscription. Visit rotowire.com slash thrive, deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Play in your first paid contest, you receive your free six month RotoWire subscription. Jeff, I didn't find a ton of uh, hitters, but I want to ask you about a couple of guys. Uh, you know, uh, Lewis Brinson's been playing every day for Miami. Uh, he has seven home runs, 150 plate appearances, has been warm lately, playing every day. Hasn't attempted any steals, which, you know, back in the Lewis Brinson is a big prospect days. Like he was a speed power guy. Uh, still only 27, which seems impossible to me that he's only 27. So he's been around a long time. Good hard hit rate, 44%. Still strikes out way too much at 28%. Uh, were you, uh, I saw a lot of, I saw a good amount of aggressive bids on Brinson. Were you in on that at all? He was on my list of conditionals. I wasn't going to go to the wall for him. I still look at seven and 41 as uh, key indicators. There are seven walks, 41 Ks. I'm just like, yeah, eh. yeah he, he, he's, he's got power. Um, so there's something, there's athleticism there. I just, I, I don't trust the performance. I think we've seen his story enough times. Maybe he's some, you know, it's not like he was crushing triple A this year either. Uh, just he's, he's had a nice heater. That's great. I hope, it, yeah. I hope it works out. I hope I'm wrong. It felt like a, it felt like a nice heater. Like you're just missing the best week he had. And it just, uh, yeah. I had some bids in on him, but uh, I think he went for like 35 or 40 in my main events. And I just, I couldn't get quite there yeah. on the complete flip side of that. Uh, no, in the home runs and no speed. We have Jorge Penteo, who has been playing every day for Baltimore. Um, he's strictly a stolen base, uh, you know, maybe batting average, maybe some runs scored play, although he's hitting seventh or eighth. It's going to be really tough to score runs on the Orioles when you're hitting seventh or eighth. But three stolen bases the last eight weeks. This is a guy when he got Eight traded. games, right? That's what I said. So three stolen bases last eight. Yes, last eight games. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm losing it. Um, had some huge stolen bases in the minors, 82 in 2015, 52 in 2017. Um, you know, he's someone that the A's had for a while, got traded to the A's and didn't work out there. And I thought it was going to work out there. He hit 19 home runs in AAA in 2019. Like he's the prime happy fun ball minor league guy if you've ever seen yeah. like 19 home runs like sticks out his fan graph page like when are the, the a's gonna big, call him up yeah, like the Come biggest on. outlier season ever but it's a guy that's playing every day it's a guy that's running a lot it's a guy that's really fast if you need stolen bases like you know i don't know how many more chances you're gonna get at someone like this yep he's a kind of a poor man's jonathan vr goes to the absolute perfect team for him to land on because yep. they just don't care they had no second baseman to speak of yep. they're gonna let him he's gonna have this permanent green light let him run let him strike out a billion times. It's fine. Um, you know, you, you just know what you're getting. It's a stolen base play with a token amount of power, smattering of power, and just very little chance at batting average. 
I think that as we see stolen bases, though, there's a lot of leagues that are very bunched up because there's not yeah. a ton of steals. They're not separated like normal. I mean, you get, I don't know, you get eight steals or something down in the last seven weeks from someone like this. Like that's gonna make that can make a difference. Now, if you have to obviously be able to have the power because he's not gonna hit. He may, he may hit one or two home runs. He may he's not gonna drive in any runs. He'll drive in you know, fifteen runs or something. But you got uh, if you need you can get eight to ten stolen bases. That that may play really well if if you have the right fit for that. Yeah, I mean it's it, you can't have a team like. You know, not all teams like the Orioles or our A's have the permanent green light on stolen bases. Right. Uh, but, you know, my and I, I'm saying that because of Marte, of course, but it's just ridiculous how much what a role he's on. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it really is. It really has been awesome. It's funny because you really have team dynamics matters a lot. I mean, I had one main event team. I didn't even consider betting on Mateo because I leading the league in steals. I have I have Marte in the league. There's no point in me carrying someone like that. My other team, like 10 stone bases is five, six points. And he's, he's, he's mm-hmm. really important. To me. Right. So there's, it's, you just got to team dynamics are, are hugely important. And the thing with Mateo is he's at, he's only out for the eligible right now, but he has nine games at third. He has six games at second. He could turn into a second, third outfield, like in the next week or two. And like, suddenly that's, that gets really important as we get down the stretch with injuries. You're going to want someone that can cover middle corner and fifth outfitter. Like that's, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if the playing time holds up when they get everybody that's, back, but that, that's going to be the point. If he's got to obviously stick in the lineup, but yeah, yeah. Until you you can until you can get there, if you get some steals, uh, you know it's tough to find. Uh, we mentioned the cores, uh, the cores all home week this week uh, for the Rockies. Uh, Connor Joe has been hitting well, two eighty five, six home runs, uh, twenty four RBIs, and one hundred thirty eight plate appearances. But Coors Field, fifty two plate appearances only, four home runs, hitting three seventy. There, he's been a monster yeah. Coors so far. Yeah, yes. Um, I, I was in on him, didn't get him, but I was also in on uh, Sam Hilliard, who's you know back from the dead, and yeah. you know six games, of course. Now, Grant, I think San Diego is throwing two lefties. One of them is Snell. Man, why just skip Snell? Don't. Uh, right? The funny thing, I mean, you look at the Padres. I mean, I and they can't because you just lost Darvish. I get it. They got Krismat starting on uh, Tuesday. You can. They got the him. off day Thursday. Just. You throw him at home on Friday, it'd be so much better. It's just, it's such a stark difference for him. Yeah. And then you put it in cores. That's going to be an interesting start because he's pitched, uh, he's, he has pitched better lately. Uh, even on the road, he's been, he had a couple of decent starts, but that's going to be the at cores going to be an interesting Blake Snell experience. Yeah. And he's, he's pitching better lately. I mean, yeah. he, he, yeah. he's had a, he actually had a credible, a couple of credible road starts recently. So. Yeah, his last like four or five starts have been much different, uh, and it looks much better. I think he there's been a lot of talk about him figuring out he's throwing. I think he's throwing fastball slider and kind of mixing it up a little differently. So maybe he's found yeah. found something with the you know the, the grip and all that. Maybe he's figured something out. Right? Uh, did you do anything with uh, Yoel Pozo in uh, in Texas? He's catcher eligible, DH'd all weekend for the Rangers. Um, I was like, oh, who is this guy? And you look at Triple A, three thirty seven, nineteen home runs and two hundred eighty play appearances. His K rate's under twelve percent. This is like a, the weirdest, like old school guy, but with some pop. It's uh, it's just interesting setup. I don't know what his playing times will look like. I mean, DH all weekend, and they have they have Trevino and they have uh, Jonah Himes. So they kind of have two catchers already. But I don't know if you get a guy that's DHing and had that kind of uh, that kind of profile in AAA. I was mildly interested just based on the fact that he's catcher eligible. But he's mashing at AAA. I mean, yeah. that, that's the interesting thing. But where did he come from? Like I don't know wh- where. Uh, like literally, I, I don't see stat lines from previous uh, seasons there yet. Triple A was just killing it this year. I need to, you know, I know. I think Vlad did some digging on him, and I'm gonna have to read his stuff. But he had uh, he had 107 games in single A in 2019, hit 246 with nine home runs. So very. So uh, we might, might be an ID matching thing that we just don't. I'm looking at a stat line on and our 2018, site. 2018, he had 10 home runs in 117 games, hit 264 in A ball. 
Um, so the the 19 home runs of 2019 or 2021 really stick out, but it's funny because it's not a 2019 happy fun ball kind of thing. He's been he's been yeah. killing it at AAA, and yeah, you know, you're looking for someone that's going to get trying. You want to get him to get hot for three weeks, and he seemed uh, interesting to me just because of the fact that catcher eligibility and you know second catcher is uh, can be uh, a bit of a, a, a nothing across the board. It can. I mean, I've been I've been starting Jacob Stallings. These Jacob Stallings is 98 percent known in the main event. Like that'll tell you how bad the second catchers are. And he he's does a perfectly does average catcher that does nothing. He does yeah. nothing every week. He had that one grand slam, I think, and that was about it. Yeah, we'll always have that grand slam, though. The ball that was kind of a pop up to left that Edwin Diaz pointed out, like there was a pop up, and it ended up being a game winning grand slam. But I mean, I mean, he's hit two thirty six with eight home runs. It's just like, uh, all right, yeah. It's but it's tough. I mean, that's just if you can get someone that get a DH and maybe uh, maybe hit some bombs. Uh, it, it's interesting. I watched him a bunch and. Obviously, they're playing the A's this weekend, so I was I was in on there. Yanni Hernandez, we talked about last week, another guy that he had he stole three bases this week, um, hitting second every game for the Rangers. If you do need steals, he didn't get picked up a lot last week. I don't think people really knew who he was. I mean, literally zero pop. He has four home runs ever in the minors. Like it's a crazy stat. You look at it like his career high is two. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, a runs, a stolen base play. He's hitting second. That's a good spot. Um, you know, even in a weaker lineup like Texas, you know, at least the guy hitting second is going to get a lot of at bats. Going to get on if he can get on base, he'll score some runs. A decent batting average. He could, you know, you could squint a little bit and see him as a three category guy. You could. Um, and again, you're, you're just, really you're really trying to get the steals. Yep, that's all yeah. it is. But those are those are valuable. Last offensive guy I want to ask you about before we talk about uh some quick news and notes uh, before we get out of here. Uh Frank Schwindel. Uh he was with the A's for about uh, 20 minutes, hit a home run, and then he went uh, back down. Ended up in Chicago playing every day for the Cubs. He hit second the last couple of days. Uh, another guy who's mashing in AAA. He uh, in in AAA with Oakland this year. He had three seventeen with sixteen home runs and two hundred seven plate appearances. We got called up. I was like, who the heck is this guy? And it just didn't work. Right. They have they, they just don't have a spot for him. But I don't know. Playing every day, hitting in the the top half of the lineup, even one that's really terrible. Um, in a fifteen team or if you need a corner, I think he's mildly interesting. He's Brian Lahair. You know, if he catches a heater for a while, you love Brian Lahair. I did. That that was the year that I was like third place in the overall at, at and like the All Star break and then didn't even finish third in my that league. That was you but... sat next to uh, Ronnie and Russ, right? No, um, I think that was I was terrible that year. Oh, I thought that was uh, the year you were really good early and then fell back. Yeah, I, well, there, there's yeah, um, there, it was the year that uh, Casavetes had Trout as a rookie and just came on strong Rizzo came up that year and Lahair lost his job. This is a reverse situation where it's the new Lahair comes in for the second half after Rizzo has gone, but he was killing it in in Vegas beforehand. Uh, Good for him. He's 29. Uh, It's, you know, there's no upside here long-term, but you're not playing in a dynasty league for the most part. You're You're just looking for, looking for a guy to get hot for a month. And that's, that's big. You know, where a a guy like this is huge. is like in an in only when you're just trying to find some playing time. It's just massive to get. Yeah, he's going to play like every day and hit in the top half of the lineup. I mean, that that's big, huge. In and then adds some power. I mean, you're like, okay, sure. Um, yeah, not bad at all. Uh, some news and notes before we do get out of here. There was uh, not a ton of stuff. Last week we had about 500 notes, but not as many this year. Uh, my first note is Tatis is unreal, but we kind of covered that already, so I'll skip that one. Uh, we yeah. mentioned Dar- Darvish on the IL with some lower back tightness. They seem to think it's not that serious, but that's obviously not uh, not ideal and obviously get him out of your lineup this week. Uh, Kyle Tucker was interesting one. I think he had a grand slam on Friday night that went in the um, health and safety protocols. Uh, Dusty Baker said earlier today he's going to be out all week, so he is a, yeah. he's a no-go for the whole week. Must be a positive test, right? Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. 
I think he was saying that without saying it. So obviously you get him out of your lineup because he's not playing it all this week. That's a, a, a bummer there because obviously a productive player. Uh, we mentioned uh, Alberto Mondesi earlier, um, had some oblique tightness in his uh, in his rehab outing, returned to Kansas City for evaluation. This is just a uh, – it's rapidly becoming a full throwaway season for Mondesi. It is, and for the Royals too. Yeah. Still won't call up with – well, here – and I, you know, I, I get that maybe – you know, you think that Witt's feasting on pitchers that didn't get the alternate training camp site work last year and all that, but there's, they're definitely not trying to, you know, get these guys to play them. They have three awesome hitting prospects at Omaha now. So they'll be interesting to watch next year to see if that happens. But right now it's just frustrating. 355 plate appearances of Nicky Lopez, I guess, but he's hitting 272. I guess he hasn't been, he hasn't been as horrible as normal, but that one, 1% barrel rate and no, no home runs is not really exciting me too much. Nope. What's Witt up to? About 23, 24 home runs? Um, something like that. I'll tell you in a 20, second. Uh, 24, it looks like, between double and triple A. Yeah. But Witt, Prado, and uh, Melendez all at uh, Omaha right now. Those guys are going to be fun. Yeah. I hope they do you think we, I hope we, do we see them all next year? How, do they, how are they working that? We'll see them next year. I, the question is, do we see them all in September? Probably not. Remember, it's you go from 26 to 28. That's it. That's, right. That's it roster changed, expansion. It it's not 40 man anymore. Yeah which is actually kind of good for fantasy. It is. And it's probably good for baseball too. I think so too. Um, I just think we, you had those games where you're throwing nine relievers and just got, it got ridiculous after a while. The Bruce Bochy games in Coors Field were just yeah. hideous. Uh, Jesse Winker on your reds. Uh, looks like he aggravated intercostal uh, strain. Do you have any feel there that. if it's serious or not? I mean, usually you hit intercostal oblique and it's never a, never a positive thing, right? That would be a really, I mean, they got by without Castellano. So I don't, I mean, they, they got through, but, Losing Winker is he, would be huge. Yeah. People don't realize what is, a year he's having. And you're at the point now where you don't need to not you need you can't get through. You got to like you got to make a run here at some point. So. Three ninety seven OBP. I mean, it sets he's everything up. Yeah, he's been. Awesome. Uh, but this is bad um, because you know he, he missed Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They got good news. Okay, we'll try him out Sunday, and he makes it three innings. They're yeah, going back home. They're going to get him checked out. I would. I'd be very surprised if he plays uh, Monday against the Cubs. In fact, I, I'd be surprised if he doesn't sit like an entire series here, if not the so whole week. Sounds like you're not really thinking IL quite yet, though. I, I am possibly, okay. uh, which would then open the door for Senzel. Uh, but that's right. Uh, although Senzel, okay, tiny. I, I, I complain too much about my team, but they <laughs> second overall pick, and they can't figure out what position to play him at. They still can't it's figure that. Been that way for multiple years now. Yeah, they keep I, and I guarantee you that can't help his development. You know, yeah, just mean, playing different positions in the major leagues is not as easy as it seems. I know that. Uh, no, Ron Washington might tell Scott Hatterberg differently, but um, no, he, just, he he was saying it's very hard. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Billy Bean would tell Scott Hatterberg differently. Yeah, yeah. Sam messing up ace quotes is terrible. Spotting um, dimes, eating onions. But <laughs> I like that. Um, but. It's just it's got to be. I mean, he, and he's not. He's playing so many different, completely different positions: infield and outfield, and back to infield, and back to outfield. It's got to be tough. It does, and just you know, you don't get second overall picks that often. Right. Don't screw it up. Yeah. And I mean, this is a guy in, in 2019. I mean, Senzel was he showed some. You know, I know it wasn't huge, but 12 home runs, 14 stolen bases, hit 256. Like there were there were definitely signs there of a guy that could be really really good. Granted, yeah. he hasn't. Staying healthy has been a huge problem for him. Don't get me wrong, but right, um, you wish they would just find a spot and let him go. Development matters. Yeah, uh, it's just sure. it does, and you see, not, with, you see it with teams all the time. They're just teams that are good at that, and they're teams that aren't as good at that. Yeah, and I, and that's 
you know, I, I don't know everything that goes on, obviously, with the developmental right. program. And maybe he just showed an aptitude for one position or didn't show an aptitude for another. Maybe that's part of it. But it always seemed like they were moving him to adjust, accommodate their needs. They did. Instead of, like, moving others to accommodate him, which, right. yeah, I don't know. It seems Agreed. like a bad way to develop him. Uh, a, a tough injury. Uh, George Springer left early on Saturday. He's been absolutely crushing, uh, but uh, minor ankle sprain day to day. I mean, I just, you feel like Springer just can't, every time he gets really going, something else comes up, but it sounds like they think it's minor. Um, that's one that you definitely want to uh, check lineups. The Blue Jays don't play tomorrow and they play, I think they a double header on Tuesday. So uh, no, yeah, aren't they right. the five games this week? They're the five oh, you're games. Right. I was looking at I was looking at last week. That's so there you go. That's your yeah. he could play nothing the, until Friday. Yeah, you know they got two games over the weekend. Tempting I mean over, to... over the first part of the week at Washington. No DH. There's your answer right there. Yeah. If he's got a bad ankle, don't play center field. There is your answer. And if you have somebody you got to pick Monday, I think that Springer's a, a pretty pretty good guy to sit right there. You're right. The yeah. National Park National Park's big for him. Yeah, I, I and then they go home and they got to play on artificial turf. Although it's yeah. you know it's not. AstroTurf anymore, but still, it's not great. Yeah, they have so many options they can play too. So maybe you don't, maybe you don't worry as much as about him with Guriel and Gritchett. Maybe they both play because Springer doesn't. I guess that could be a, that could be a thing too. I think Kevin Biggio is pretty close to coming back too. Although I don't know what they do with him. There's some rumblings he just might go straight to AAA too. I mean, he's been he's been such a rough season. I don't even know if he's going to go straight to the majors. Yeah. I don't. I think he's a platoon guy if he does come up. He's going to get Senzeld. Yeah, he might. Uh, Gary Sanchez mentioned um, joining the could join the Yankees on Tuesday. We mentioned Garrett Cole and Jordan Montgomery both pitching this week, so get them back in. Um, I already asked you about Bieber and Kershaw. Dylan Carlson, a guy that we've talked about a bunch preseason, had really started to kind of get going. He was hit top of the lineup. He has a wrist injury. I'm a little bit worried about this. They say he could return Tuesday, but I hate wrist injuries with hitters so much. I do too. I do too. It's not great. And I, you know, the Cardinals. I mean, they're not completely done, but they're mostly done. They have. They don't have much of an incentive to rush him back. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I feel like the Cardinals being done is so weird. But you're right. They're they're what? Are they? I guess they're what? Are they four and a half back in the second wild cards. So they still got a chance there. I think you know maybe I'm you know, yeah maybe they're they're they're, 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 be, they're better than I gave them credit for. Yeah, they're they two were behind, they're, they're two behind the Reds. They hit a bad. Well, they've won six in a row. Holy shit! Oh, that'll do uh, it. Yeah, I get when I caught them last weekend. I think I saw a quote from Schilt saying, "Oh, we're just not a very good team right now." And I think yeah. they were one game under five hundred. So sure enough, they've they've ripped off six in a row. Well, they faced the Pirates and the Royals this past week, so yeah, that'll do weird. it. That whole second wild card in in September is going to be how the Padres play the next like three weeks here. If they the Padres get hot, they could put all those teams away. But if they don't, there's just it brings a lot of teams in the mix really quickly. So St. Louis, the, these next two weeks are huge for the Cardinals. They get three against the Brewers at home which is, you know, Brewers could try to take care of business, knock them out for good. Yep. But then three against the Pirates, three at home against the Tigers, or two at home against the Tigers, four more against the Pirates on the road. Whew. This is this is a pretty sweet yeah. spot in their schedule, too. Survive, survive Milwaukee and then get really hot for 10 days, and they, you could be right in the mix. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I retract. I, I thought they were done, but they're not. It's just so weird. Jay Happ, John Lester are getting starts for this team. <laughs> John uh, Lester, it's crazy. Yeah. Miles Michaelis comes back this week. Are yeah. you interested? Uh, I've never been a huge interested guy, but yeah, in a fifteen teamer on the waiver wire, I might uh, might take a stab. He didn't his rehab out or rehabbing early in the week went badly, and then he pitched really well in the second one. He actually went seven innings, which you know we're looking for guys who are going to have a chance to get wins. Uh, someone who can throw seven innings is it definitely piques my interest a little bit. Yeah, Wade LaWhite, 
uh, went on the IL. The fact that they lost him was like really? the fact that he was starting games for them is crazy. Yeah, in the year 2021. Adam Wainwright, tip your hat to him, man. Yeah, 11 and sure. 6, 326. He was dominant in his last start. I, I thought he was uh, benefiting from centraliz- centralization last year. And you know, for a while, it looked like I was right, but he's been on a roll. I mean, these last years are crazy. I mean, he went ERA is 4 6, 5 1, 4 4, 4 2. And the last years is 3 1 5 and 3 2 7. That's just. An unbelievably yeah. weird bounce back, but you got to give him credit. I mean, it's great to see him. He's back to the like 2013, 2014 guy, at least from the ERA numbers. And even the strikeout numbers are, you look at his strikeouts, he's 8.3 per nine is like, that's bordering on like, you know, third or fourth best in his whole career. Yeah. It's, it's in a league, you know, and what, you know, he didn't seem to be stymied at all by uh, in, cracking down and grip enhancement either. Yeah. Yeah, if anything, he's gotten even warmer since then. So I saw uh, one more thing I'll, I'll say, and I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, go, go, go. Uh, saw a tweet from, uh, um, Jenny, um, Jenny Butler. Uh, yep. I think it was her saying, you know, he's that one player you like from a team that you hate. Yep. Uh, so credit to her for saying that. Cause it's, it's so true. Can't stand your, the Cardinals, what, but what really admire him. Is that you're the same answer to that question? It probably is. Um, I'll trying to think who I, what my I broke the rules. No. Mine mine was Tyler Lockett. I saw that. I saw that you were you went football. Um I just don't really like strongly dislike any baseball teams. Yeah, I kind of hate the Cardinals. Yeah, uh, I mean I you're, you're you're a Reds guy and a central guy, like you kind of have to hate the Cardinals or the Cubs. I just I don't really care about the Angels that much. I mean, I guess the Giants, but I don't I'm more just like Giants fans than I don't just like the Giants. I like Farhan, I like what they've done there. And I I jokingly say that about the fans. I have a lot of friends who are fans, so I just say that jokingly. But I just like, there's no baseball team that I like kind of love to hate like a lot of people have and i just uh, so i went football because i don't like the seahawks and there's been a great rivalry and i do like tyler lockett a lot he's the one guy that i do really like there problem with being a fan of teams that are pretty bad that you don't have rivalries really because you're just bad like the Bengals, who's their rival i mean no one wants to claim us as a rival i guess Uh, the brown the browns right yeah the steelers the steelers for a while in there before the before the Palmer injury, like that was a pretty good rivalry. Steelers, it's still the Steelers. Yeah. We hate we hate the Steelers more than anyone. Um, it's because the Browns have been bad for a hundred years, so you don't need to. You, I, you hate the team; it's good always. So, as a Bengals fan, I actually still respect Mike Tomlin. Um, I think he's a good coach. I think he's a good leader of men. I think uh, he's a good leader of men. I don't know how good of a fourth quarter when the clock's coming down, how good of a coach he is, but uh, I, Fair. I, I, and I, I agree I, with you on that. I'd want him as my coach. Kind of like a David Shaw to me, who a Stanford coach who I love as a coach. I wouldn't want anybody else, but like in the fourth quarter, I wouldn't mind someone else calling plays for me. Yeah. Well, I felt that way about Marvin Lewis as a uh, Bengals fan. You know, yeah. I thought that, you know, he, he did a lot of things, right. He re- rescued a team from the abyss to at least, you know, six or seven playoff appearances there just couldn't get over the hump. We still haven't won a playoff game since the nineties. But, yeah, but yeah. That, that Carson Palmer team was really good, and he got hurt. Like, it's just uh, – you hurt in a playoff game, and they were going to win that – I think they were going to win that playoff game, and I they, I like that team a lot. And they just Chemo like, Van Olhoffen. Ugh, hate yep. that guy. Yep. He completed that pass too, right, the deep ball? Yep, yep. To Chris Henry, rest oh, in peace. R.I.P. Jeez, that's – yeah, the Bengals have had some bad stuff, so. Yeah. Um, a couple of the guys I want to ask you real quick, and we get out of here. Uh, Austin Riley, we talked about him a lot two yep. years ago during Fab and Palooza. Um, he got really hot for like three weeks and then absolutely went in the tank and had a 36.5% strikeout rate in 2019 after that. Um, hit his 25th home run today. He's at 292, 25 home runs, 72 RBIs, 66 runs, hard hit rates 44%, barrel rates almost 13%. 
And the key is when you talk about the strikeout rate, it's up a little bit from last year, but it's like 24% or something like that, 25%. I mean, a long, long ways away from that 2019 when he was swinging, missing a ton. Um, yeah. This is like a guy who's arrived and is just a, maybe just now a stud. Crushed that one today, too. I mean, it, it was. Feels like just... he never, everything he hits is, feels like it's every home run is like smoked. Yeah. 25% strikeout rate in year 2021. Yeah. I'll live with that. Uh, for sure. Uh, I mean, especially when it was 37% a couple years ago. He's been helped by a 343 Babbitt. I get that. But some of that's based because he's crushing the ball. He's in a lot of barrels. He's in a lot of. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's a 290 hitter, but if he hits 265, 270 with a bunch of power, like that play is really, really well. He's going to present an interesting question on draft day next year. That's for sure. That's what's he a, uh, I'm going to say the 15 team or like a fifth rounder. Yeah. No speed whatsoever. No. Um, so that, that hurts him a little right. bit. So Ton you're looking at a guy. Good offense. Yeah. So if you project him at 250 with 25 to 30 homers, what does that get you? I mean, the, think about it like that. And the, if, you in project, a, if you project him at that, you're not getting him and you don't want him at the price. But if he hits 275 with 36 home runs, then you're talking a different world. You are? 275 seems like a hard it thing does. to project. Uh, I don't think two, I might have a hard time with that. 265 and 33? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, let's see. Let's see him finish out this season. I think, and we'll, we'll I think someone's that, gonna. I think someone's gonna like him more than I do in most drafts. I think you're probably right. I did get him in the second chance league, and I've been happy with that. That's been nice. Last guy I want to ask you about, kind of on the same same regard, kind of what you think about next year. Uh, Jazz Chisholm is a guy that's been is super fun. I think we all like watching him play. But after that, like initial hot first month, he's been hurt a lot. He hasn't done a, a ton since then. He was really a home run and power to start and. He's 11 home runs, 11 stolen bases, 251. Strikeout rate's 29%. He's quietly um, not been really good since that first month when he was really, really good fantasy-wise. Agreed. And he's been hurt so much, too. Yeah. Hurt he's or 20, COVID-ed. He's, 20, yeah, he's 23. And he, I, I get there's a lot of things here, but I just wonder how hyped do you think he's going to be in drafts? I mean, a lot of it depends on this last six or seven weeks what he does, but I, I feel like maybe the, the hype might, might be a little more than the actual production was. I don't think the hype will be that high. I don't know. I mean, if if he ended up with twenty stolen bases, maybe. Yeah. But he's he's at eleven now. But if he uh, ends up with like four, uh, 15 and fifteen, something like that. Hey, maybe because you could say, "Well, he's, there's lots of growth potential yeah. here," and there well, is. So there is. He's twenty three and he's a prospect. I just think that twenty nine percent strikeout rate is going to stick out to a lot of people. Yeah, I, I think he'll. I, I feel like I'll have him at cost, but we'll okay. see. Cost is like a eighth, ninth rounder somewhere in there. I was thinking it'd be a little lower. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just don't anticipate being that much hype, but I don't also, I don't have them on my watch anywhere either. So yeah. maybe that's why. I think the hype's going to be a little more than you think it's going to be just as a guy who um, has a speed power combo and is flashy and fun too, which always helps the cause. Yeah. It could have some Delino potential. I don't know. Uh, it's uh, Delino. It's just a bad, bad moment. Yeah. What do you do with uh, what do you do with Aaron Nola next year? He's he's yeah, he's four and a half. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Let's see what the Phillies do this offseason because they got a lot of guys that might not be around. They're going to be a very interesting team this offseason once we have actually have offseason moves. Yeah. Let's hope. Let's hope we have offseason moves. I mean. The strikeouts are still there. 159 strikeouts going into today. He wasn't very yeah. good against the Reds. It's a 20, uh, 29 percent strikeout. I mean, he still is there. And his walk rate, which was the we were like worried about that because it popped up the last couple of years. It was way it's way down this year. It's just um, 
I don't know. I guess the home runs, the 1.3 home runs per nine gives up. Uh, it's just weird. Weird. The ERA is at four and a half when you look at his other stuff and it looks pretty good. I mean, the hard hit rate's not off the charts. The barrel rate's up a little bit, but not like a number that jumps out to you. Like he's really giving up a lot of hard contact. I don't know. Maybe he's just, mm-hmm. maybe he's had a lot of bad luck. The bat at 308, strand rate's at 71%. But it's just, if you paid for him in the second round, it has not been something that has worked out aside from the stolen or aside from the strikeouts. It doesn't help that he's getting zero bullpen help too. Uh, he always seems almost always has an inherited runner score. I remember that Marlins game uh, earlier where I think all, he had, he left the bases loaded and all three scored, you know, you know, yeah, problem was he loaded at, the bases in the first place, right. but if you look at them for some of the predictive stats, like XERA is three, five, seven, FIPS, three, four, four, X FIPS, three, three, nine. So he's going to drop a little bit in draft, but we, we look at like a late third round kind of guy. Like I just, I can't imagine he's like early to mid second again next year. They also have a horrific defense. Now, Torres is in there now. Didi is not a good shortstop. Alec Alec Baum's been sitting. He's had four straight games. I dropped him in one league. It's just not there right now. No, it's not. And we want to talk about a sneaky bust. Um, That's him. Uh, He is, yeah, he's he's, he's a stink bomb is what he is. But uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Hoskins is not a good defender. And how many, you know, that's the sort of thing too. You play softball and you get a bad first baseman that doesn't get the scoops, yep. doesn't do the stretches right. It sucks the wind out of you. When you get like this, okay, it wasn't a perfect throw to him right in the chest. Right. Uh, but And you have to do that to make the play. I mean, it it's kind of stinks. Um, and Matt, I imagine Matt, at the real league level. Matt Olson saves so many innings that way. It's unbelievable. He had a stretch. I think he had like, it was like 20 straight balls in the dirt. He scooped all of them with some like record or something. But he just, he's unbelievable over there saving bad throws. Yeah, and Hoskins is not it, obviously. Uh, I don't even know how good defensively Segura is at second. I have to look on that one. But the point is, he's getting no favors whatsoever yeah. from the defense behind him. A ton a ton more fly balls, which is a little bit concerning. He's a guy that's always been a really big ground ball guy. That's dropped to, down to about 40% now, so maybe that's a little bit of a concern. But um, I think I'm. Uh, I, I think if the price drops as much as I think it is, I'm probably a buy back in uh, next year, kind of last year's bum kind of thing on him. I, I think so too. Uh, I think I think the the Phillies got to sign a short one of those short stops because I don't think DD's the answer anymore. But they have a lot of things they have to do this offseason, so we'll see. I think they're looking for you, Jeff. There's a helicopter circling over my house. Oh, really? That's yeah. for once. It's uh, the distractions over your house. <laughs> yeah, there's no say. no no fireworks, no dogs, nothing. No, uh, nobody installing a floor. Uh, none of that. None of that. That's right. You got to hear that on the XM show, right? Yeah. Uh, I heard that in the golf podcast. Oh yeah, that's right. We did that yeah. too. That's right. We powered through that uh, pretty pretty well. So, anybody else you want to talk about? We've kind of hit everybody that I uh, had listed here. Anybody else that's on your mind you want to discuss before we get into week twenty one of the season? No, let's just get into this week. Let's keep let's keep grinding. Yeah, for sure. I think it's uh, you know gain a few points every week and kind of see where we're at. September one is kind of what I'm going at here. But uh, thanks everyone for listening as always to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. That's W Y N N Bet. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Scott Jenstead. Jeff is at Jeff underscore Erickson. Uh, we, if you want to talk, has some questions there. Hit us up about some baseball stuff. We always always uh, good answering there. Uh, anything else? If you could re- please rate or read the podcast, leave us some uh, stars. That'd be also uh, very welcome. We appreciate that. Other than that, hope everybody has a great fantasy week. Take care. We'll be back at you next Sunday night. Have a good one.